What does it mean when the Bible tells us to test the spirits? Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. In today's bonus episode, you get to listen to a lesson I got to teach at my church's youth group on 1 John chapter 4, talking about testing the spirits, really trying to see who is teaching a gospel message and what is a spirit of error. And also, I talk a little bit about one of my all-time favorite pet peeves, something that always makes me really frustrated right off the bat. So sit back and enjoy today's bonus episode. So I wanted to start off tonight, uh, I wanted to start off tonight talking about one of my all-time favorite pet peeves. One of those things that just really grinds my gears and makes me really irrationally angry. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a martial artist. I've been doing martial arts longer than you have been alive, unless you're older than me. Hey, that is a great example. Thank you, whatever random citizen just said that. Because, Because there are two things that people automatically assume when they find out that I'm a martial artist. Because I, you know, it's like a, it's a fun fact thing. You know, you just subtly bring up, yeah, I have three black belts and training in the martial art that teaches you how to be a ninja. Like, you know, everyday stuff. And immediately, two things always come up. And the first one was that guy who's like, hey, you can do a backflip, right? And the answer is absolutely not. I don't know why you think I can do that. I'm not a Power Ranger. You have seen too many Power Ranger episodes, dear sir or madam. That's the first thing. But the one that really, really makes me frustrated is, you know, I will say, I'm a martial artist. And immediately, the other person will say back, oh, you do karate. No. No. To many people, thank you for apologizing, whoever that was. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, let's, 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 I will teach you because you're, you don't know, and it's okay, no one taught you, the, you know, the important things they don't teach you in school, like what these words mean. In the word martial art is the umbrella term that describes all of it. Karate, or karate, as you should be saying it, only describes certain martial arts that come from Japan and a couple from Korea, okay? So to assume that I do karate is incorrect. If you ask the question, that's the right way to go about doing such things. I'm a martial artist. I have never done karate, and if people keep asking, I will continue to not to. It's a pet peeve of mine because general knowledge can lead, general knowledge can lead to wrong conclusions. General knowledge, if you just have general knowledge about something, you're not an expert on everything after all, if you just have general knowledge about something, it can lead to wrong conclusions. If you think the word karate is a catch-all term for every single martial art, even Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you are really wrong. But it's okay, you just don't know any better. I actually did this on accident recently to Victoria. So if you don't know, Victoria is, works in hospitals. She's a medical professional. And I made the mistake of calling her a nurse. And she very calmly said to me, Brandon, you big dummy, I am a speech therapist. Just take my word for it, she said that. I am a speech therapist, not a nurse. There is a difference. 
I don't know what that difference is. She does, and it matters. Having general knowledge about something can oftentimes lead to the wrong conclusions. You don't know the difference of martial arts. I don't know the differences between Victoria's job, but there is one, and it's important to know those things. It reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of Adventure Time, where Finn is going to explore a underground dungeon by himself without Jake, and it's going really poorly. And while he's down there, one of the creatures he has to battle is a cat who knows general things about most stuff. And so he kind of has Finn's name right and kind of can find him and other just like partially wrong information the entire time. General knowledge leads to wrong conclusions. Many of us try to get through life knowing general info about something, but passing it off like we are experts. Okay. Sometimes it's one thing to like get Victoria's job wrong or think that I do karate. It's one thing to do that. But it's another thing when you try to pass it off like you're an expert, even though you don't really know what you're talking about. People actually do this all the time. There's general mistakes like us, but then there's people on podcasts and YouTube and TikTok who talk about things. And they talk about it with conviction, like they really know what they're talking about. They sound like they really know what's going on, when in actuality, they just read an article once and didn't fact check it at all. But they sound really convincing. They sound like an expert. And I don't know about you, but I have been on YouTube, scrolled through my FYP on TikTok, watched YouTube videos, where I start hearing people talk about religion or start talking about Christianity. And they sound really convincing. They sound like they really know what they're talking about. But it doesn't sound at all like what we talk about here at church. It's like a different religion or a different take on what we teach here at church. And they sound really convincing. And then I have to think to myself, well, do I not know the Bible very well? Is this just a different perspective? Like, what's going on here? For us as Christians, we need concrete knowledge of the gospel, not general knowledge. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. As we continue on in our Start Here series, we're going to talk about why it's important for us as believers, as we come across other teachings, as we come across other religions, why it's important for us to have a concrete knowledge of the scripture, concrete knowledge of what the gospel is. General knowledge about what the Bible kind of says isn't good enough. We need to have concrete knowledge. And we're going to talk about why here in, a few, here in a few minutes. So, so far in our Star Here series, just by way of quick recap, we have talked about how we have been saved and brought from darkness into light. We talked about how we have an advocate. And I'm lost in my notes. And we talked about how we have an advocate and how we need to abide in Jesus. So we've been having this conversation. We have been saved into the light, brought out of darkness. We have an advocate in the form of Jesus. We, have been, we need to abide in Jesus to keep walking in the light. And today, we are going to talk about how we need to, here's the weird phrase that's going to come up immediately, test 
the spirits. We're going to talk about testing the spirits. So if you have a copy of God's word there in front of you, or you want to quick Google search it, turn on over to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, I think it will be on the screen, I think. 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Hey, look at that, it's on the screen. 1 John 4, starting in verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world today. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. A lot of what Scott has been talking about over these past few weeks, and even in crew time with a lot of the questions that we have been discussing, has been about how do you know if someone else is a Christian? How can you identify if someone else is a Christian? And I don't know how your crews have been going, but my crew has had some great conversations about what does that look like when we're you know, at school? How do we know if the people we're hanging out with are following Jesus or not? Tonight, we are going to discuss how not every idea in the world is a biblical teaching or the true gospel. Not everything that you hear, not everything that you read, not everything that's even preached in some churches, sadly, is not actual biblical teaching. And we're going to talk about how to identify that. <clears throat> so how do I know, the first question we want to look at here today is, how do I know if something is taught by the Bible? How do I know if something is the true gospel? I just, I, you know, I'm a newer Christian. I haven't been doing this very long. I barely have read this Bible book that you all talk about. How do I know if something is actually from the Bible? How do I know that? Well, John tells us to test the spirits, which definitely sounds like something Ghostbusters would do. But we are to listen when we hear other teachings. This is what testing the spirits mean. Is that when we hear other teachings, we need to listen and look at it through the lens of the word of God. When we hear stuff from our friends at school, when we hear stuff on TikTok that doesn't really sound like it's a biblical teaching, when it sounds like kind of a Christian thing, but not really, we need to look at it through the lens of scripture. And here, what John is specifically looking at is the gospel itself. Let's get back to what is the gospel. So plainly, if the teaching is saying that Jesus is God and he had, has come to earth to save us, that is the true gospel. Hard stop. That's it. 
But if the teaching you are hearing is saying anything that makes Jesus just a guy, he's not God. He's a good teacher. He was a great prophet. He was a really nice fella. You know, if it's anything but Jesus is God, then it is a false gospel. So that's how we first test the spirits. We need to get back to, okay, well, what do you think about Jesus? Who do you say that Jesus is? And then as we have conversations with people, or as we hear these other teachings, we need to go back to what do they think about Jesus? And what else does the Bible say about the other things that they could be talking about? There are a lot of teachings and religions out there. And if they reduce Jesus to just being a great guy, that is a false teaching. That is a false gospel. Uh, Jesus is called the Christ, which in the Greek is, is a Greek word for a Hebrew word, which is Messiah, which means anointed one. If they remove Jesus as the savior of the world, this is no longer a true gospel. Jesus is our savior. So how do I know if something is taught by the Bible? First, you need to find out what they think about Jesus. What does it look like? What do they think about Jesus? And then run it past the rest of Scripture. Another question that we have to wrestle with is, what are we supposed to do with false teachings? What are we supposed to do with false teachings? Okay, so I've, you know, I've identified this you know, teaching I'm hearing. It's, it, this person is definitely definitely has reduced Jesus to just being a good guy. They're saying things that don't line up with the Bible. So what am I supposed to do with that? This is where verse 4 comes into play that John wrote earlier. As believers, we need to acknowledge that Jesus is better, which is one of the many things that we like to continually bring up here at Verge, is that Jesus is better. Jesus has overcome the world by his death, resurrection, and ascension, which makes, which makes him greater than all the other teachings and religions. Because of his death and resurrection for our sins, because Jesus conquered sin and death, he has therefore become greater than anything else in this world, including other teachings and other religions. As believers, we belong to God now. God has adopted us into his family. So if Jesus is greater than all the other teachings out there that don't line up with the Bible, and God the Father has adopted us into his family when we become Christians, that means that we need to turn our attention to his word, to hear what he has to say to us. We need to dive into God's word to know what he says, to know how he wants us to live and what to believe then. Jesus is greater, and God has given us his word as a part of his family. But one last question we could be wrestling with this evening as we're talking about listening to other teachings and trying to decide if they line up with the Bible or not. One other question we may have is, Aren't all religious teachings equal? Everybody's just trying to, you know, be a good person. 
Everyone's just trying to find their way to God. Does it really matter if this other teaching from some other religion doesn't line up with the Bible? Does it really matter that my friend at school has this different perspective on life that doesn't match up with the Bible? Can't, can't we just, you know, can't we just adopt all the different teachings and just pretend that it's okay? If a teaching is from the world, then the world will follow that teaching. This is what the last verses 5 and 6 have to say. If the world is teaching something, the world will follow that teaching. But if God is teaching something, if God is saying something from his word, then for us as Christians, those are the words we're supposed to be listening to. We're not just supposed to listen to everything and believe everything that we hear or see or read from other teachings. We're supposed to listen to the voice of God and his word and to follow his words, not all the other teachings that are out there. Jesus says of himself in John 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is from God found in a personal relationship with Jesus and by studying his word. The world is trying to offer things that are to make up for not having God in your life. All the other teachings, all the other religious beliefs, people are entitled to their opinions. They can follow their other beliefs if they want to. But for us as Christians, we need to stay steadfast in the word of God, following what he has to say rather than what all the other voices have to say. We need to test the spirits. We need to, as we hear these other voices, we need to see how does this line up with scripture? What does this group, what does this faith have to say about Jesus? And it's not a popular way to live, but respectfully, we can dismiss other teachings and other beliefs that it's not a popular way to live and you should definitely be respectful and loving as Jesus would be but for us as Christians we are to follow the word of God and to test other teachings through his word so what are these other false teachings I keep alluding to you may hear something on TikTok or whatever the other cool social medias are, or from your friends, what other teachings am I talking about that you could come across? Uh, It's been a long time since I've been in high school, if the beard doesn't give that away. It's been a long time since I've been in high school and in middle school, but from just observing culture, from just being on TikTok myself and hearing what what comes up and just the nature of the world. Here's some of the things that you could hear about, that you could hear about, that you need to be aware of. Hey, this doesn't really line up with scripture. A lot of this comes from what is called new age spiritualism. It's this pursuit of like your inward greatness through spiritual activities. One thing, I already talked about this, again, if Jesus is just a guy and not the son of God, that is a false gospel, that is a false teaching. Another thing you could run into is astrology and horoscopes. So 
I'm not going to be that guy who stands up here and says, everything is evil. But a lot of people, they take this type of stuff as a way to try to figure out life. They're trying to just look at the stars, part of God's creation, as a way to understand my life. When there is someone greater than just the stars, God himself, the one who created them, who can give us guidance through prayer. Psychics can reveal the future. We, we reincarnate into different creatures in each lifetime. Spiritual energy or ch chakras indwell objects, witchcraft and Wiccan to try and manipulate the spiritual realm. These are things that people believe that's actually quite popular. And these things, they don't line up with scripture. In each of these cases, these are humans trying to replace God with other things, things that a lot of times he created himself or he has a fuller picture revealed in scripture of what this actually looks like. So test the spirits. When you hear these things, just don't brush them aside, but wrestle with it. What does scripture have to say about this thing I've never heard about before? We need to test these teachings or teachings like these to see if they are from God. Do they make Jesus just a good guy? Then those are not teachings from God. So how do we know if they are from God? We need to be studying God's word to know what it says. This is something that we oftentimes come back to really early on in Verge at the beginning of each year and then repeat often throughout the year, is the importance of being in God's word. Some of you are new to the faith, you're new to Bethel Church, or maybe, you know, school is busy. You do all this homework, you have all these extracurricular activities, you don't have time to do other things. This is my chance to stand in front of you and say, make that time to be in God's word. Make that time. Start out tomorrow. Read through 1 John before we come back to Verge next week. It's super short. We're almost done with it. It's only five chapters long. Over the next few days, devote yourself to reading the book of 1 John. Or get into one of the Gospels, like the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Matthew, to see what Jesus was like. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? How did he act? Go to the source itself to see this is what God is calling us to do. This is how God is calling us to live. This is what the true gospel looks like. Take that up over, this, over the course of this week to start getting back into God's word or to get into it for the very first time. When we can determine what is truth and what is error, we continue to walk in the light as Jesus has saved us to be in the light. Let's pray. Well, thanks for listening to today's bonus episode. This is the third of four bonus episodes as a way to say thank you for helping me achieve one of my goals I had set for the show. So next Tuesday, come on back for another bonus episode. I believe we're going to be kicking it old school and revisiting a topic we covered back about this time last year in Systematic Theology 1. And don't forget over on Saturdays, you can catch the main continuity series that we're going through right now, Leadership 101. We'll be wrapping up the pastoral leadership 
conversations. I believe Scott will be on the show to talk about that. So it's going to be, it's a good conversation. It's a real good time. I, lo- I always love talking to Scott. And again, remember, this is a bonus episode, so don't feel any obligation to have to rate and review the show or to, you know, uh, share it with other people. This is a gift just for you. You can, though, if you want to, go into the description of today's episode to find links to all the important stuff, like, you guessed it, the MSL shop, where we are having a 50% off sale to also celebrate achieving this goal I had set for myself, so... Take advantage of that with new merch drops every Sunday as well until the end of October. That is it for today's bonus episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep on studying.